Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So you write a, let, let that play a little bit, Heather. Um, you write something like this, and you get in the studio and you play. You listen back and you know it's going to be a hit. What a great feeling that would have to be, huh? You just you just know that you just you just wrote a hit that's going to survive. Now we're going to do some of this tomorrow, not with these guys, but we're going to do something with the. They like to build themselves the greatest rock and roll band in the world, the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger's going to be on the show tomorrow. Nobody believed that. Not one person believed what I just said. Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift, they're the beauties, I'm the beast. Did you guys believe what I just said? I did, Roy. I did, too. Because I've known you for so long, I, I would think anything that comes out of your mouth has to be the truth. It, it does. <laughs> hey, hey, wasn't there something about Maggie Trudeau and the Rolling Stones? <laughs> <laughs> Only you would Yikes. go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I heard it was Ron Wood. It wasn't Mick Jagger, but that's I have no story. idea. I have I no idea. None whatsoever. <laughs> We're going to do something about the Rolling Stones, not with the Rolling Stones tomorrow. Well, actually, with the Rolling Stones and about the Rolling Stones, just for a bit of a change of pace. You know, lots of serious stuff, of course, going on in the world, and we will not ignore that. But I just want our, fa- our people to know, our friends to know, that if you're a Stones fan, you will not want to miss this. It's going to be fun. All right, so... Um, it has been very, very difficult week in a bit, and um, today in Brussels, two days ago Mali, last week Paris. We didn't speak with, uh, with 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 you guys last weekend because of, we were covering what was going on in Paris, and uh, I'd just like to hear from from each of you what impact this last week has had on you personally, and you know, tell us what you, Linda. Let me start with you. What what impact has the last week had on you? My God, um, Roy, it's I'm I'm devastated. I'm sure as so many people are, and to me, this is the third world war. Um, to me, it's very scary. I'm a mother of children, and I, you know, we have been thus far lucky to live in this great country called Canada, um, but. I just have a sinking feeling, Roy, um, that, I mean, they think they caught the perpetuators, some of them, but I, the hatred is incredible. And, and I cannot believe that at this time in our society that we can have such hatred growing. And I think the average person out there does not understand the issues here. Even I find it very, very complicated. But to think that this kind of horror and terror is happening on the face of the earth at this time when we live in a democracy and we are so lucky, it scares me, Roy, and my heart goes out to Paris as it did to New York at 9-11. And I just hope 
everybody put a little love in your heart because <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. It is. Catherine? Wow. Well, I have so many mixed emotions about these things that it's, it's hard to encapsulate easily. But, boy, anger, real anger. Because, I mean, with all that we have in this day and age, why can't we put these pigs down? I'm sorry. I, I have no sympathy and anyone who thinks we can negotiate with them, we can, you know, I think they're out of their mind. I, I, I think they're, these are zealots. They're extreme. They, they think they're killing innocent people in the name of God. <laughs> this kind of stuff makes me crazy. And I just think there isn't a strong enough response to them. Because in my view, and I'm no expert on Middle East politics or whatever, but I read a lot. And whatever I see... I don't see any way other than killing them and and putting an end to it. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with this for the foreseeable future, and political correctness should go the way of the dodo when it comes to these issues because it simply doesn't work. These people aren't going to give up. There was was a lot of people saying, oh, well, if we weren't in the war, if we didn't have our, you know, half a dozen CF-18s or, you know, whatever, then this wouldn't be happening. Or if Paris wasn't, that's baloney. That is just baloney. These are zealots that will not be happy until they've ruined all of our lives around the world and killed goodness knows how many thousands, ultimately millions, et cetera, of people. I view this on the par with Hitler. I really do. And I think we need to put them down. Last half hour, we spoke with uh, Colonel Steve Day, the former commanding officer of JTF uh, to Canada's counterterrorism special forces unit. And he said this is the generational conflict. This is the generational conflict of our times. Yep. Michelle, the last week, uh, impact on you. Well, first off, I totally agree that it is generational. And that, to me, I, I, I'm with Catherine in that I'm angry. But I'm also very fearful because there isn't a country on the earth that can be immunized from this kind of terror And that's the part that I find particularly scary, that they can propagate within countries, that they can become homegrown. So it isn't just about, you know, worrying about, you know, immigrants, you know, from the Syrian conflict. It's about the homegrown uh, terrorists. And the total disregard, and they're so barbaric. You know, I think that's why we... You know, it's, to me, it hasn't been a winning battle because I don't know that people can really get their heads around the fact, even, you know, in the armies and Air Force, they just aren't trained to do battle that way because it, there, is no, there, there is no rules there of engagement whatsoever. And, I mean, Vietnam, for instance, was uh, pales by comparison to this, where again there weren't the same rules of engagement. But one I of the things that Colonel one of the things that Colonel Day said is uh, you let the, the the specially trained units, like the special forces units, go out in groups of three, four, five, six, and allow them to operate autonomously in a certain area. They have an objective, and how they achieve that objective is really up to them. Under the you know, the framework of the laws that we have, but you give them the freedom to go and do what they do. And uh, that's sort of been a, a way that was done in Vietnam. I mentioned that long-range patrols, that a friend of mine was in the U.S. Marines, and he was in a, a LERP. And uh, anyway, I wanted your thoughts on that. We we got onto something else in, in email. It started with an email exchange I had with Michelle, and, and, and then I put something on, on Twitter, and it has to do with, with political leaders. 
And political, uh, or I don't know if they're leaders, politicians who are elected to office. Um, and it, you, there was a time where Catherine, uh, well, you're not a good example because you were, you're, you've always had, um, uh, like, CFIB, and you've always had sort of, people have gravitated to Catherine Swift, and when she's had an idea and had a thought, people have thought about it, and they've, they've, they've run with it. Same well, they've with, hated it. Well, a lot of them have. <laughs> and I've had a few of those people in the studio with me, and I just looked. I just knew the way they were looking at you. The affection was tremendous. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's uh, Linda Leatherdale, who never stirred up any pots at all. She, uh, She's very calm. Very calm person. Very calm person. The wallpaper peeled when Linda walked in the room, just in, just in absolute terror. And 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 Michelle Simpson sounds calm, and is calm, but I wouldn't get on her wrong side because she uh, she she's you have a lot of power. You project a lot of power, a lot of self. But for for most people, and you guys have been in politics, you've been in media, you've been in business. A lot of people have an idea, have a thought, have an have an opinion, have something that's motivating them, and uh, you don't really have the option, or didn't have the option, beyond some family and friends to make your point, to try to to try to get your point out there. You know, you you, you said it, and then it kind of went away with you. Not no longer. Now with social media, and this is how it comes back onto the politicians, with social media. You have an idea, you have a thought, you have an opinion, you have a view. You put it out there on social media, and suddenly you have 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 50,000, who knows how many thousands of people signing on, and your idea now becomes a movement. And I think that what, and I, and I put this on Twitter, politicians beware, because you're being bypassed. You say something, people don't agree, they take you right out of the picture, they forget about you, you're no longer relevant to the debate, to the discussion, to what's going on. And now, what I'm going to say to the people in politics, if you're going to lead, you better learn how to follow first. Now, I have to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to turn that thought over to the beauties, because I know they want to get at it. Stay with us. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Listen back anytime to anything you choose at RoyGreenShow.com and the podcasts. Sports Illustrated, Wisconsin cheerleaders forced to leave field after students throw snowballs at them. Whatever happened, what's wrong with these morons? These are the these are the university students who uh, are whining about needing a safe space. What's wrong with you people? And and now they're throwing snowballs at cheerleaders and forcing them off the field. Safe space. I'll talk about that one day. Okay, beauties. The whole idea of being a leader and uh, and having people bypass you because now you can. You can. If you don't like what the premier is saying, if you don't like what the prime minister is saying, if you don't like what the mayor is saying, a councillor is saying, an MP saying, a member of the provincial legislature is saying or doing, you just bypass them. You, 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 you devolve them into irrelevance. Go, go ahead. I okay. love it. Yeah? I love it. I, I, I've always been a big believer in democracy, and the easier you can make it for people to express their views. And let's face it, there's lots of deranged people on social media, too. We can't ignore that. Sometimes that temporarily. Said, you know, Roy, when I look at my various social media accounts, and i got all of them, you know, and, and often multiple, the people that give me a blast, and I know you, I know they've gotten you involved, too, because of the show. Yeah, <laughs> once in a while. And I know you've they get a bit of They get a bit of Swift derangement syndrome going. Yeah, Swift derangement. Anyway, 
But you know what's funny? They never get many followers, you know? Even though they're fruitcakes and they're out there and they'll follow you and they'll drive you nuts or they'll try to drive you nuts, they, they never have many followers. And that just shows that most people don't value their opinions. I love social media. I think it's the ultimate equalizer. And yes, there are outrages on it and stuff, but I will take those outrages. I think they're in the minority, and I think overall it's terrific for your average person to be able to deliver their message to their politician, whatever it may happen to be. And we know it's powerful, too, because a lot of companies, when they've done something and, and the social media, something goes viral uh, with their customers or whatever, uh, it's had an impact on those like large, large corporations. And the same should be the case for government. Yeah. Michelle? I think that uh, it actually has started to impact in terms of politicians. There was, a, you know, 2009, 10, 11, uh, you know, for the past number of years, there have been, you know, politicians were always out there, you know, expressing their ideas. Here's what I'm up to. I've seen that wane uh, because, it, you know, it, it's come back to bite them in some cases. Do they follow it and follow the trends? Absolutely. They, some of them have staffers that simply do that. So I, I think there, there's a certain degree of fear because, well, we saw candidates in the last election that were taken out based on things they said on social media. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes years and years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah. but they're taken out of the picture. They're 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 they devolve. I use the word again. I like it when I find a new one. Uh, <laughs> they, they devolve into irrelevance, um, and and people just just assign them a spot in the corner. Say now go go over there, sit down, stop bothering us, and and now you you've gone from being the the high and uh, self anointed mighty to being sort of pushed aside and said either you understand what we're talking about or we're just going to kick you out of the conversation, Linda. Well, absolutely. And here's something I want to say. I mean, old-style politicians control the message. Remember those stupid press releases? And I called it salt, cow lick, salt lick journalism. Everybody led. They only regurgitated the press release and put it out there. Now, and, and, and I will say, the upside is, you're right, Catherine, more democracy, more freedom of speech. It's wonderful. The bad news is for people who made their living from journalism, you can do everything for free in social media. Having said that, it gives us a voice. Catherine, your, your tax-free savings account uh, campaign on social media is going to gain some groundswell. Everybody get on it. Fight for it. Well, but thanks, Linda. It's funny. I was going to mention that in, the next, in our next go-round just because I thought what a classic example of yep. something that yep. we put out on social media. And frankly, I mean, I knew we'd get some response, but I was blown away by the response, like totally unprepared for the major supportive, positive response. So what a classic example of something exactly. where your average Joe, who normally wouldn't be able to meet with a finance minister or a premier, whatever the heck, suddenly can express their views, can be supportive, and can ultimately have that taken to the table where decisions are made. I mean, that's pretty terrific. In the little time that yeah. we have left, Catherine, not everybody heard our shows the last couple of weeks when we talked about working Canadians and what you're doing. As far as TFAs, TFSAs are concerned, so remind us, please. Yeah, no, well, because of the overwhelming support we got, much to my delight and surprise, we have put together a formal petition to the House of Commons. Peter Kent, and you had, you had him on your show a couple of weeks ago, Roy, as you know. Um, uh, we have a formal petition, and you can find it, it takes you about 45 seconds to fill it out. 
So if you want, as a, as a citizen, and frankly, we all should, the TFSA limit to be left at $10,000, not to be cut almost in half, uh, look to uh, www.workingcanadians.ca forward slash save our TFSA. I'd encourage anybody listening, please go sign it. It'll take no time at all. And it's such a worthwhile tool for so many of us. And to me, we, the private sector people, pour tens of billions into government worker pensions. This is a way that we can have a decent uh, retirement for ourselves in a tax-efficient way. It's absolutely essential. Now, uh, Michelle, former Liberal Member of Parliament, when uh, and and seatmate of uh, Justin Trudeau uh, in question period, did you did you have a sense? And I don't want to put you on the spot unnecessarily, but I'm going anyway. Do you do you have a sense from Justin Trudeau, from what you know about him, if he becomes aware of the TFSA petition? And I don't see how he won't. Is that something he's going to take seriously, or is he just going to walk away? Well, I don't see how he can't afford to take it seriously. When you see a groundswell like that, there there were a few times where social media and you know, the public bombarding, even Stephen Harper on on issues where they did back away because they could see it. It's, it's not as evident, you know, as uh, Linda said, it wasn't as evident before social media. But now if they can see a groundswell, um, I honestly believe, especially because he's trying to appeal to the younger Canadians, you know, in the younger age groups, as issues emerge, I don't see how he would totally ignore that. No, he can't afford to. There's a, no. There are other issues Canadians are holding him accountable for, accountable for or accountable to, and, um, and and they want answers. And this one just is absolutely just common sense, uh, n- no argument against it. TFSAs will ultimately help the economy. They'll help the individual Canadians. They'll take pressure off the social programs. It's just a... It's just a good idea. And, Catherine, uh, we'll just keep pushing this, uh, the petition. So we, people can still sign on to the petition, right? Oh, yes. No, it's open. It's, it's totally okay, open. Okay, we have, at, we have 20 seconds. We have 20 seconds. Se- right. And, and um, it's easy, fast. And the House is sitting in early December. And I'll let you know that um, given the response we've got, I've, I'm actually okay. going to be conducting, not me personally, <laughs> we, we at Working Canadians have con- are going to be conducting a public opinion poll in the next week to 10 days to get another read on how people feel about okay. the FSAs, and we'll be publishing those results very All soon. Right. All right, so workingcanadians.ca, uh, Linda, Michelle, Catherine, the beauties, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Come back and tell you about tomorrow right after this.